Well, welcome to Truth Talk. This is your host, Larry Bryant, and the truth is out there. Question is, are you willing to seek it? Um, it's there. It's available for us. Uh, sometimes it hits us right in the face before we can uh, really recognize it, but it's there to be recognized. Uh, God wants us to recognize the truth, um, but sometimes we're we're not uh, quite ready for that the the truth yet. Um, but uh, when the truth does come, you know you have you have to deal with it. And so, uh, you know, on uh, today we're, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, about David, and um, uh, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, you, you uh, know a little bit about David already. Um, you know, I used to I, I used to say, well, I, you know, you uh, you know, we 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 know a lot about David, but. Uh, um, and maybe in in the past that might be uh, more true, but um, you know, in in today's world and today's society, <clears throat> you know, there's a lot of uh, unchurched people out there. There's a lot of people that uh, really don't know uh, a lot of the the Bible stories and the Bible characters, and and um, uh, and even if you've been in church uh, for a while, you know, you you may not um, uh, know and. and and, and we and there's still a lot to uh, learn a, a, about the depths of, of some of these biblical characters. Um, you know, we have a tendency. You know, we think of someone like uh, David or Solomon or Moses or or whoever, and um, we th- we think of them as well. Yes, you know, God used these mighty men. And and they've always been you know mighty men and and uh, always done exactly what God wanted them to do, um, but we find out if when you really dig down into them, uh, they were human. You know, these guys uh, messed up. Uh, they made mistakes. Um, probably a lot of them made a whole lot more mistakes than what uh, you and, and and I have made uh, or hopefully will will make but God still used them so so there's a story in that you know God is willing to use you no matter what your background is and sometimes if your background is is even worse uh, he can use you even more um the the big thing we have to be ready and willing uh, to open our heart uh, to what the Lord would would have us to do. But like I was saying, you know, lots of times uh, we we look at these um, um, these people in the Bible, and, and we're going to talk about David today in particular, um, and we hold them up on a pedestal, and and we should esteem them for what they became. Uh, you know, for for God, but um, uh, it's it's also great to look at him and see, oh wow, you know, he really messed up there. Well, look, if David, if if God can still use David after David did this or did that, then I guess God can use me too. You know that that's the the whole Old Testament is pointing towards the New Testament. And so when we see people messing up in the Old Testament and, uh, you know, God's forgiveness, God's still using them, um, you know, that's just pointing to, to Christ. You know, how much more 
today do we have God's grace and his mercy? Um, you know, it's uh, uh, these guys were living under the old covenant, you know, over the, the law. And, uh, you know, Jesus came and fulfilled the law. Um, because no man really, uh, other than Jesus himself, was able to completely keep the law. Um, you know, we we think of David, and of course, one of the the first things pe- people think of is, uh, oh man, you know, that's the guy that killed Goliath. You know, and and we we kind of have a tendency to forget, you know, Saul was a big man himself. Saul was the king of, of, uh, of Israel here, um, and he's over seven feet tall. We have a tendency to forget that. Yeah, Goliath is uh, over nine feet, but, but Saul's a pretty big guy himself. He's, he's you know, seven foot or, or, or more. Uh, David wasn't that big. You know, uh, he's kind of a, a, a small guy compared to, uh, to Saul and, and, uh, and Goliath. But he's the one that, uh, uh, with God's help, went and and killed Goliath, and um, and we see you know Saul messes up, um, and Saul is uh, you know uh, authority is sort of removed from Saul. Uh, you know, David is anointed there as a young man. You know, he's brought him from tending the sheep. Um, but he's, he's anointed there. Uh, he is uh, the, the king. But uh, Saul's still ruling for a little while. Uh, you know, Saul is, uh, uh, you know, like we said, he had messed up. He had offered a sacrifice when, uh, you know, the priests are supposed to offer the sacrifice, uh, not the king. But uh, he wasn't willing to wait. Oh, another message in that. You know, sometimes we have to wait on the Lord. You know, our timing isn't necessarily God's timing. And, and you know, we, we have that natural tendency. You know, we want things done and we want it done now, which is great. But sometimes God says, mm, yeah, let's just wait a little bit. <laughs> um, and so uh, yeah, we, we have to learn patience sometimes. And uh, learn to walk with the Lord. You know, uh, do the things that that I I can do, but there's some things that uh, I can't do or that I shouldn't do, and uh, put that in the hands of the Lord. But uh, we're jumping up here where uh, um, Saul has died. You know, uh, David is is king, and uh, we see that. Uh, after Saul was uh, died, some of his uh, military commanders took one of his sons and, uh, and set him up there as, uh, as king of, of Israel, and uh, David is, is king of Judah. Um, and so there's sort of a civil war that goes on here for a couple years, um, and, and we're start off here, we're talking during this, this time period, um, we see that, uh, you know, David... Another thing that we remember about David, you know, he's the guy that goes in and and will establish Jerusalem as the um, the capital, and um, uh, you know he he's uniting Israel and Judah and so on, and he's uh, um, you know he you know Jerusalem today is known as uh, the city of David, right? Um, you know it is. Uh, 
as sort of the center or a holy place, not only for Jews, but for Christians and uh, even Muslims. Um, so Jerusalem is, a, is a, an important place. Um, we see here that, um, you know, there's, there's a lot that, uh, that's going on here with um, David becoming uh, the king and, and um, uh, setting up uh, um, Jerusalem and so on. But one of the things that we want to talk about today is in 2 Samuel uh, chapter 6. And this is where, uh, you know, uh, David is going to bring the Ark of the Covenant into Jerusalem. Now, the Ark, uh, you know, the the, the Hebrews, uh, Jewish people, uh, you know, they uh, had the Ark. They, uh, they built it and stuff, you know, God's instructions. Um, and uh, they're carrying it around with them there in the, in the wilderness. And so uh, uh, David is going to bring it into the capital. Um, and, of course, David will want to, to build a temple to house it. You know, out in the wilderness, they had the, the tent temple. You know, it's mobile, moved around. But, uh, uh, you know, David wants to, to build that temple. Solomon, his son, will, will be the one that actually builds it. But uh, um, in, in Chapter 6 here, it talks about uh, him bringing the ark in. And... Uh, we see here to uh, describe the ark, and and they go down to, uh, to where it had been uh, been staying, um, and uh, it was in a, a guy's home, uh, Amadimadad, and um, and it was housed there, and so they take it out of there, and they put it on a new cart, <clears throat> and they're uh, bringing it uh, uh, towards Jerusalem, and. One of um, the sons of the gentleman where it was housed is, uh, uh, is Uzzah, uh, and uh, he's helping transport the, um, uh, the ark. And uh, as they go through uh, sort of a, a place that's a little bit uneven, uh, you know, the, uh, it rocks a little bit, the cart and the ox that's pulling it and stuff. And so Uzzah, you know, puts his hand up on the ark uh, to, to steady it. Maybe, you know, him thinking, uh, you know, I'm not going to let it fall. But, uh, uh-oh, <clears throat> uh, he struck dead. God strikes him dead. And so uh, you say, well, you know, why would God do that? Well, um, the the Ark of the Covenant is a holy thing, and God gave uh, specific instructions on how to handle the Ark. Um, you know, they had two big poles that you're supposed to put through it and and carry it like that. You're not to put it up on a cart and stuff. And, uh, you know, you weren't supposed to be touching it and all this and that. And so they were, uh, you know, disrespecting the holy thing, and they weren't following God's instructions in ha- how to handle the holy thing. And so uh, Uzzah is, uh, is struck dead. Um, and we see that uh, uh, David, um, he gets scared. Yeah, in in uh, verse nine says David was afraid of the Lord that day, and he said, "How can the ark of the Lord come to me?" So David would not uh, move the ark of the Lord with him into the city of David, but David took it aside into the house of Obed Edom, and uh, so he, he put it there. <clears throat> 
and it's going to stay there for about three months, you know, outside of Jerusalem. And um, but then David starts um, hearing these stories about how the uh, uh, the Lord has blessed the house of Odom um, uh, Edom. You know, the the guy that uh, agreed to house the uh, the Ark of the Covenant, uh, you know, in his in his home. And so uh, that gentleman is being blessed. His whole household is being blessed. And so uh, David sees that, uh, hey, you know, there is a, a blessing to the ark. And uh, so, uh, you know, they, I, I guess they find out, you know, they research a little bit uh, more uh, and uh, um, know how to handle the, the ark a little bit better. Um, but so David goes down there and he brings it into the city. And it's a, uh, and it talked about there how that even the first time when he went, he took 30,000 of his choice men with him, you know, to bring it up. And uh, there was, uh, you know, music being played and, uh, you know, the tambourines and, uh, you know, the stringed instruments and, um, you know, the uh, all the cymbals and everything. So there's all kinds of lively music to celebrate, you know, the first time, but especially here the second time uh, as well as they're bringing it into Jerusalem. So great celebration you know they got the choir going real well and stuff and the band you know so and david uh he's dancing up a storm here he's dancing before the lord um and uh, uh we see that uh every it says down there that uh uh let me see you know, said so so david went and brought up the ark of god from the house um with gladness and so it was uh, when those bearing the ark of the Lord had gone six paces, so every six steps, that uh, uh, there was a sacrifice of oxen and fatted sheep. <laughs> and then David danced before the Lord with all his might. Uh, it says, and David was wearing a linen ephod. And so David uh, and all his house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouting and with the sounds of the trumpet. So, great celebration. David's uh, really, uh, you know, showing himself, dancing here, and um, a great celebration. But not everyone is celebrating uh, the ark coming in. Uh, it says, when the ark of the Lord came into the city, uh, Michael, uh, Saul's daughter, who's also David's wife, uh, says, looked through a window and saw King David leaping and whirling before the Lord. And she despised him in her heart. <laughs> so they brought the ark uh, of the Lord and set it in the place in the midst of the tabernacle that David had erected for it. And they made uh, burnt offerings and peace offerings before the Lord. Um, yeah, so, so like we said, most of the people are celebrating, but David, one of David's wives isn't. And we'll get to that when we... Uh, uh, come back in just a moment. We hope you are enjoying today's show. We believe that God has given us a voice to impact communities and regions all over the world. If you would like to make sure that voice is heard, please partner with us today by visiting www.expressionradio.org and click donate. 
You can also text GIVE by texting the dollar amount followed by the word RADIO to the number 84321. First-time text givers, please choose Expression Church of Huntington when prompted. All gifts are tax-deductible. Join us as we change the world. Welcome back to Truth Talk. Now we're talking about David here and bringing the Ark of the Covenant uh, into uh, Jerusalem. And uh, then we see that uh, his wife, Micah, is uh, kind of upset with him. Um, you know, and, she, you know, it says uh, um, in verse 20, it says, Then David returned, uh, and this is in chapter 6 of Second Samuel, uh, says, David returned uh, uh, to bless the household, you know, after he's brought the ark in and stuff, and said, Michael, the daughter of Saul, came out to meet David said how glorious was the king of israel today uncovering himself today in the eyes of the maids of his servants as one of the base fellows shamelessly uncovers himself so david tells her it was before the lord who chose me instead of your father and all his house to appoint me ruler over the people of the lord over israel Therefore, I will play music before the Lord, and I will be even more um, undignified than this, and will be humble in my own sight. And But as for the maidservants of, of whom you have spoken, by them I will be held in honor. Therefore, Michael, the daughter of Saul, had no children to the day of her death. Now, there's a story here about Michael. Um, she is the daughter of Saul. She, um, you know, one of the rewards for killing Goliath, uh, Saul uh, uh, is going to give his uh, daughter's hand in marriage. <laughs> and so David gets to marry Saul's daughter because he killed Goliath. And, and uh, you know, if, if you know a little bit about the story there, you know, uh, Saul starts uh, uh, getting more and more uh, upset with David as time goes on. You know, people are hailing David for killing uh, Goliath, you know, all the great deeds and, and so on. And so, you know, Saul gets a little bit maybe jealous of, of David and, and so on. Um, so at, at first, uh, you know, David's okay with Saul and Saul's okay with David. But as time goes on, there's that rift that, that develops. And... Um, David actually has to go into hiding because Saul's going to kill him if he can. And um, during that time, you know, Michael originally was deeply in love with with David. And uh, uh, she even protected David uh, against uh, her her father, Saul, when uh, when he's hunting uh, hunting him down. But. uh, we see that during that time period that David had to go into uh, hiding and into running, um, Saul takes his daughter, Michael, and, you know, he he hates David at this point. And so he gives his daughter to another man to uh, to marry him. And so, um, I mean, poor old, uh, Michael here, uh, you know, she's the, the daughter of the king and you know, so the daddy says, "Hey, marry this guy," and so she does, and you know, she she loves him, 
but uh, you know he takes uh, her dad takes her uh, uh, runs him off and takes her away and makes her marry this other guy well um, she's married to this other guy for for a while and it uh, looks like you know that it's a good marriage and, and everything this guy probably loves her and you know she's come to to love him um, but when David uh, becomes king when Saul dies and uh, David uh, comes to the throne, um, he goes back and uh, gets his wife. Well, you say, well, okay. But it's not quite that simple. Um, You know, if David was just going to go back to get her because he loved her and that was his wife, that'd be one thing. Uh, You know, that'd probably be a pretty good love story. But... uh, David, like some of us, and, and here in his younger years, um, let his uh, uh, fleshly desires get to him a little bit. Uh, Michael wasn't his only wife. He would marry several other ladies. Um, he also had a concubine, if you're familiar with that. Um, but we see that uh, – um, so – yeah, I believe that David didn't go back to get Michael because he was so uh, overly in love with her. <laughs> it was more of a uh, a power struggle. You know, well, you know, this is she's my wife. I'm going to take her back and stuff. And uh, he evidently didn't treat her real well when he got her back. I mean, first of all, he's getting all these other women and spending time with them, and evidently. He's not really um, uh, spending much time with her and having, uh, you know, uh, relationships with her because she doesn't have any kids. Um, and so, uh, you know, this relationship just sours. Um, and so it's, uh, uh, it's not good. But a lot of that was probably David's own fault, right? So, uh, uh, you know, so we, here we see part of um, – David's problem is he is, uh, uh, you know, let's, he goes by his emotions too much, uh, especially as a young man and his fleshly desires. And to bring that out just even uh, a little bit more, real quickly, over in chapter 11, here he's uh, he's doing battle and uh, he sends his, uh, his uh, chief. Uh, military guy as chief servant uh, Joab sends him off and some guys over to seize uh, uh, besiege your city uh, but he stays here in uh, in Jerusalem walks out on the uh, rooftop you know one evening and looks down and he sees uh, uh, a lady down there uh, taking a bath <clears throat> and so he says hmm wonder who that is so he starts inquiring and he finds out well that is uh, Bathsheba and uh, she is the wife of uh, you know Uriah you know one of your captains in the military and uh, so you would think being a good man that would stop uh, David's in uh, inquiring of her but it didn't Um, in the yeah, in verse uh, uh, four, said David sent messengers and took her, and she came to him, and he lay with her. And then uh, 
you know, after uh, after that, says she uh, uh, was cleansed from impurity. Uh, she returned to her house, so she cleaned herself up, went back home, um, and said, and the woman conceived, so she went and told David and said, I am with child. So David uh, had an affair uh, with the guy that's serving him in the military, uh, that guy's wife, uh, because he lusted after her, right? He let his uh, earthly desires overwhelm him. And uh, he finds out that uh, she's pregnant. So what does he do? He sends to his his, uh, his commander, Joab, and says, hey, uh, send Uriah back to me. Uh, you know, uh, And so Uriah comes in, and so David is uh, talks to him. Hey, Dave, hey uh, Uriah, you know, uh, how's the war going? You know, how's your troops? You know, uh, you know what's, uh, what's the enemy like? And so that looks like he's, you know, just brought him in so he can, you know, find out what's going on with the war and stuff. But then um, after that, uh, it says, And David said to Uriah, Go down to your house and wash your feet. So Uriah departed from the king's house, and a gift of food from the king followed him. So David is trying to cover up his sin, which a lot of us do, right? We don't want people to know that we messed up. That's natural. But David sends for Uriah and sends him on home so he can spend the night with his wife, you know, a few nights before he sends him back so uh so they can say well look you are you you know your wife's pregnant you know you, you you're gonna have a child well she delivered him a, uh, a little bit early but you know that's your child uh, but um uriah sort of messed him up says uh, uh uriah did not go down to his house and so david uh asked uriah said, did you not come uh, come from a journey? Why did you not go down to your, your house? Uriah basically told him, hey, hey look, you know, I'm a commander here of uh, my men, and you know, all, the, all the army, all these guys are away from their home, and, and they're sleeping in the tents, and you know, they're separated from their families. So you know, I, I couldn't, in, in all uh, honesty and good conscience, you know, go down and, and be with my wife and family and stuff uh, while they're not. And so he, that's why he didn't go home. So Uriah's a good guy. You know, uh, sounds like he's a good leader, a good captain. But, um, you know, David um, uh, keeps him around there for a while um, and said, uh, uh, so David told him to, to wait here t- uh, today and tomorrow. And uh, he uh, actually uh, gets him drunk, trying to send him back to his home, but that doesn't work either. But then... Uh, Finally, he uh, gives him a note to give to his commander, and uh, Uriah goes back to the war, and he, uh, uh, well, to make a long story short, the note, the note tells uh, uh, tells him to uh, put uh, Uriah up in front of the battle, you know, in the heat of the battle, and uh, have him killed, and so uh, they do do that. And uh, then they uh, let David know that, uh, hey, it's, it's taken care of. And so Bathsheba, when she hears about this, uh, she naturally mourns um, her, her husband. 
And uh, but after that time of mourning, David brings her in and makes him one of his wives. Um, and they do have a, a son. She does bear a son. Uh, but uh, the Bible tells us there, but the thing that David had done displeased the Lord. Yeah. So here, you know, David is a guy that we, you know, the Bible says he's a man after God's own heart. But he had a guy killed so he could be with, with that guy's wife. So wait a minute, how can it be a man after God's own heart? Well, he didn't stay there. You know, he didn't stay in that condition. Um, the the child will get sick. You know, David is repenting. David is uh, is praying uh, for the child. Um, the child dies. You know, David will clean himself up after that and uh, then eat and you know everybody was afraid to tell him that the child had died because they thought hey david might kill himself because he's been fasting and doing all this stuff but uh, david cleans himself up and eats and they inquire or why he says well look while the child was still living says i'm pleading to god but you know the child is gone and so the child can't come back to me but i can go to the child and so uh, David does repent. You know, that's the story. That's the story of, of salvation, the story of the New Testament. No matter how bad you mess up, there is repentance. God is willing uh, to save. You know, that's what he came here for. That's, that's his whole purpose. And so till next time, this is Larry Bryant with Truth Talk. We hope you are enjoying today's show. We believe that God has given us a voice to impact communities and regions all over the world. If you would like to make sure that voice is heard, please partner with us today by visiting www.expressionradio.org and click donate. You can also text give by texting the dollar amount followed by the word radio to the number 84321. First time text givers, please choose Expression Church of Huntington when prompted. All gifts are tax deductible. Join us as we change the world.